So until then, we gotta, we got to uh, continue to be equipped here uh, to occupy until the Lord comes. Amen? I was preaching uh, recently on the power to decree. Uh, and there is power in your decree. God created us in His image as He created this world by decreeing, let there be light. Nothing was happening until He said, let there be light. Not that, uh, that, that things were broken in a sense that uh, God didn't know what to do and then He comes and speaks over it. He creates it and sets it in voidness, sets it in darkness, sets it with the Spirit of God hovering over that to give us the model that we can have in our lives a situation where things are out of order and things seemingly are chaos or empty or void. And, uh, and, and now he tells us what he's modeled for us what to do. He created us in his image. He spoke to the darkness and said, let there be light. And the Spirit of God took the Word of God and brought forth the manifest of the will of God. The same is true in our lives. We've got to learn the power, the, 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 the decree, as, uh, and, and with boldness. And I, as I was praying this week, the Lord just kept bringing Acts chapter 12 to me and this story uh, over and over. And I said, you know, okay, Lord, I, I get it. God wanted me to bring a message to you this morning uh, that's going to help you as it's helped me. And uh, it's basically entitled, Get Up, Get Ready, Get Going, and Get Free. Get up, get ready, get going, and get free. There's somebody here today that maybe was today where I was some time ago, where I grew up in a situation and circumstances where the enemy took advantage and had me at a place where I was bound, had me at a place, areas of my life, I had bondage, I had areas of my life that didn't have the liberty and the freedom that God had created me to flow in, and uh, God brought this message to me then as I bring this message to you now you got to get up, get ready, get going, and get free. If you would, turn with me to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, we're going to pick up at verse 6. Father, we pray in your most precious Son's name, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. Hallelujah. We pray that you would do a miracle in and through your word today. As we present your word, as we, we herald your word, as you've called us to do, let your word be the light that goes into any dark place and brings forth the illuminating factor of heaven on earth to bring forth a transfer and a transition in setting things in kingdom order. Lord, we thank you in advance. By your Spirit, you're removing the scales from our eyes. You're removing any muffles from our ears. You're removing anything that would hinder our understanding and the belief in our heart that we might hear, see, receive, and act on your word today. To you be the glory, to you be the honor, and to you be the praise. For it is in Jesus' name we all pray. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, say it louder than that. Come on, we are talk back church. You know, we got talk back church. All of you got attitude, I know it. Let me, if you're married, let me talk to your spouse. If you got parents, let me talk to your parents. We all got some attitude. We got some neck jerk in us. Come on now. So let's give me some attitude, but good attitude, as uh, we give you the truth today that sets us free. Here in Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse 6, And when Herod was about to bring him out, speaking of Peter, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. 
Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. There's where we get our get up from the sermon today. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. Get ready. Get ready. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him. Get going. Get going. And he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real or not, but thought he maybe was sleeping with a vision. When they were just past the first and second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jewish people. He realized he was free. So he was able to get free. So we're going to get up, we're going to get ready, we're going to get going, and we're going to get free. Amen. Now we know in this story, Herod would represent to us Satan. Herod is the authority that is operating in the demonic. He is operating in a way to use his authority to silence the gospel, silence the work of God, and to hinder any advancement of God's kingdom as he wanted to preserve his kingdom. So Herod represents Satan. And he has imprisoned Peter in order to silence Peter, in order to stop Peter's mobility. He's bound him. He's readied him for execution. He wants to uh, take his life because the enemy wanted him to be silenced and bound and dead forever. And the evening before the execution, the security level has been heightened. He has ordered that now Peter, I don't know why, it's almost like Herod knew that, that God was greater. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to hold him down. I believe I want the devil to be put on notice today that, that, that you and I are dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. That we as ambassadors of God, that we operate by the power of the Spirit of God, that the devil can be nervous because we're going to get up, get ready, get going, and get free. So he heightens the security level, puts two chains on him, one on his hands and one on his feet. And he sets him between two armed killer guards. And there it says he is set behind two prison doors. And even after that, there is this large iron gate before they could go out into the city. That iron gate, if you'll study that day and time, was headed by the warden. It seemed like nothing on earth could free him. I say that to say to you today, you may be in a situation or a circumstance or dealing with some issues where it looks like this, the issues are much greater than you are and it looks like there is no way you can ever get free, you can ever get delivered, you can ever get out of this circumstance. But I'm here to tell you, as we're going to study in God's Word, that God is greater than anything that you are dealing with today. God is greater than any attack 
attack of the enemy. Hallelujah. Because the good news is this, we are not limited to earthly help while we're here on earth. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are not limited to earthly help while we are here on the earth. The Bible tells us there are some that puts their trust in horses, some puts their trust in the strength of chariots and horses, but we put our trust in the name of the Lord. Psalms 20 and 7 tells us that we are going to place our trust in the name of our God, that our God who by very character and nature is more than able. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in John 8 and 36, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We're talking about free indeed. That means free two times. You're free two times. What does that mean? Jesus shed his blood, sinless blood, to pay off your sinful account. So the devil cannot accuse you anymore. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? And the wages of sin is death, right? But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus shed his blood, that sinless blood, to pay off our sinful account that as long as we are in Christ, we are now the righteousness of God. In the eyes of God, we're just as righteous as Jesus is as we are in relationship with Jesus. So don't let the devil trick you in running away from Christ. You should be running to Christ. You should be, as the Apostle Paul says, being found in Christ. Hallelujah. But I said you're free indeed two times. The second freedom is not only is your sin now washed away white as snow, pure as wool, your name written in the Lamb's book of heaven you've been reconciled with the father the ransom note has been paid you've been redeemed by the blood you're on your way to heaven but the second freedom deals with jesus hanging on a cross for cursed is he who hangs on a tree he took the curse off of us that while we're still on the ground and still around to get the blessing of abraham on us that we could be living examples, living examples of His kingdom coming to this earth, hallelujah, as ambassadors that can usher in His kingdom come and His will be done. So we understand that in the earthly realm, it may seem like we have circumstances and situations that are immovable. Circumstances and situations that we cannot defeat, but we must realize that we, our help comes from the Lord, that we have a divine assistance available to us. Hallelujah. So here's the enemy trying to silence Peter, trying to silence the advancement of the kingdom of God on earth, puts him in two chains. Now, these two chains, I've called them the chains of fear and the chains of doubt. The chains of fear and the chains of doubt. Now, I'm here to tell you the Lord has created you. He has purposed you. He has divinely placed you in this span of time for great things. I don't know if your parents told you that. I don't know if a teacher or a coach told you that. But your pastor is telling you what God would have you hear. That you have been created for great things. Do you hear me? And God has placed you here with a certain purpose and destiny. What I'm trying to say is the potter has formed and fashioned you as the pottery, and you matter. He needs you. You're not here by happenstance. You're not here by coincidence. You're not here by mistake. You are here 
on this particular day and time in the history of the world as a divine, uh, uh, a divine design and a divine purpose that God has for you. You matter. You were created <clears throat> for great things. Now, you may not have heard that much because Herod has also uh, engaged the of. Uh, killer guards and everything he can around you in circumstances to make you feel chained up and less than what God has created you for. The enemy is fighting your destiny and your great strategy. Let me tell you, he is fighting your destiny with great strategy. He is about to kill, steal, and destroy, but he's not just doing it, you know, just, just hit and miss. He is strategically coming against your destiny. He is trying to chain you, to limit you, to silence you. He is trying to do it with fear and doubt. Now fear, that spirit of fear is demonic. Spirit of fear is evil. It's paralyzing. It screams at you. Well, you can't go where you're, you, you're supposed to go. You can't do it. You can't do what you were created to do. You'll never amount to anything. You don't have what it takes. I'm telling you, the fear of what someone might think is controlling you or the fear of what somebody might say is controlling you. You, you might fail. You might get laughed at. You might, uh, you know, make a fool of yourself. You just don't have what it takes. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're going to make a fool out of yourself. Let me tell you what, this spirit of fear has a voice trying to silence you, trying to chain you, trying to limit you, trying to lock you down. And I know I grew up in a spirit of fear. I grew up with some abuse that I had to, uh, was exposed to, and, and the enemy uses any abuse he can, any that he can. And that's why we appreciate what Brother Joe was doing. But I'm telling you, he will use that as an open door to bring in fear. He will use a car accident to bring in fear. He will use a loss of, of someone uh, in a tragedy to bring in fear. He will use a, you know, rejection by others, whatever he can, to try and usher in a spirit of fear, even if it's you afraid that somebody's going to laugh at you or, or, or are you just not good enough, not smart enough, and, and it's just whatever it is he can do to shut you up, shut you down, lock you down, he will do it. He will do it. The chain of fear locks you down. And it has a twin, and that's the chain of doubt. And the chain of doubt, doubting if God's going to help you, doubting if God's going to come through, doubting if God's on your side, doubting your own ability. Oh, do we do that? Doubting your own giftedness, doubting your own calling, doubting your own talent. Are you smart enough? Are you good enough? Uh, do you have what it takes? Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, you're not good enough, okay? You're not good enough in yourself, but we are good enough in Christ. Hallelujah. He redeems us and makes us. If we were good enough, we could have redeemed ourselves, but we needed a Savior. And he said, whosoever calls on me, whosoever comes to me, I will by no means cast them out. Let me tell you what, each and every one of us can be deemed good enough in Christ today and not allow the chain of doubt to bind us anymore. Chain of fear. Let me tell you, the chain of fear is on one side. The chain of doubt is on the other side. Just holding you down. That's where Peter was. 
in that darkness of that prison, in the darkness of that night. But the Bible says that a light came and shone into that dark place. And I've come to shine a light in your prison today. Do you hear me? In the light of God's Word. 2 Timothy 1-7 says, God has not given you that spirit of fear. It's not from God. Don't tolerate it. It's not from God. Don't put up with it. It's not from God. And you've got God on your side. And greater is He who is in you than He was in the world. So you've got to rebuke, resist that spirit of fear and receive the spirit of power and love and a sound mind that God has given to you. Hallelujah. I'm shining the light of the gospel into your prison today and I am coming against every spirit of fear and timidity and phobia and despair and dismay and, and dread and trepidation. Go in the name of Jesus. And I declare unto you today, shake off those chains. Shake off those chains of fear. Shake off those chains of doubt. Shake them off. Hallelujah. I know growing up the way I did, I lived in fear. I had a fear of man. I had a fear. I, I got to the place... Well, I never got to the place. I lived in the place where I would not even ask for special permission. I would not even ask to go somewhere. I would not even ask because I had a fear. I knew the answer was probably going to be no, but I just had such a fear even to approach any authority, uh, whether it was at school, whether it was uh, you know, at home. It was just I lived in that fear. And because of that, I see myself. I was always in the background. I was always hiding. I was always silent. So much so that when I finally peeped up and said, I've had an encounter with God, with my family. I said, I've had an encounter with God, and God has called me to preach the Word. My mom was shocked. She was like, no way! No, there's no way God's called you to preach. He, you know, and she wasn't meaning anything ugly. It was just the circumstances. You know, it's like, you, you, we're always looking for you because you're always hiding back here, and, and you're going to be the one standing out front preaching? You know, it was a spirit of fear. It was a spirit of fear. I had to deal with it. That chain of fear and that chain of doubt had me bound. But the light of God's love and the light of God's power and the light of God's Word reached me in my prison cell before it was too late. And I was able to shake them off in the name of Jesus. I want you today to receive the light of the gospel of the Word of God and its truth and its liberation in your life that you will stand up as a man or woman of God and shake off the chains of fear and doubt. Hallelujah. Let God liberate you from these today. Get your hands free. Get your feet free. Get your voice free in the name of Jesus. So not only were these chains on his hands and the chains on his feet, the Bible says that there were also two guards that Herod has placed by him, these killer guards. I call them discouragement and intimidation. Discouragement and intimidation. You will be met with this guard on your journey to fulfilling your destiny. I'm just going to make you aware of that, that you will be met with the guards of discouragement and intimidation as you rise up to do anything to advance God's kingdom. You will have to confront your fear. You will have to overcome your doubt. And you must be prepared to deal with discouragement and intimidation. The enemy will try and discourage you. you. I got so much discouragement when I was going into the ministry. Folks are like, you can't make a living that way. If you get married one day, your family's going to starve to death. You, you, know, you know, preachers, they're next to... This is what people used to say, and, and, and I know some godly car salesmen, so I'm not trying to put them down, but they said, 
lawyers, car salesmen, and preachers. Put them all together, and you can't, you can't de de determine the, uh, which one is which. And they weren't saying it in a nice way. Now, I know some godly lawyers. I know some godly car salesmen. And I know some godly preachers. And I claim to be one of them, okay? And, uh, but I was being discouraged. And I'm like, adults that supposedly care about my future are telling me, don't do that. Don't go that route. Go to Bible college. You're studying to get your CPA, to become a CPA. What are you going to leave that and go be a preacher for? Are you crazy? You know, get a real job, you know. And I was hearing all this discouragement and then the intimidation. You're going to be controlled by people all of your life. You're going to be ruled. You know, they're going to tell you, well, I don't like this and I don't like that. And you're going to have to dance to their little song all your life. Your kids are going to grow up rebellious like preacher's kids do because you're going to make them try to dance to the song to please everybody. Well, you know what? I just said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with discouragement and I'm going to deal with intimidation. And I'll just stand right up from day one and say, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord first. You can, you, let me tell you what, I ain't no good to help you in your home if I'm not taking care of my own home. So I'm going to prioritize my kids. I wasn't even married at the time. Uh, but I told you folks, I'm going to prioritize my wife. I didn't even matter yet when I started the church. But from day one, I faced this intimidation, this spirit of intimidation and this spirit of discouragement. And I said, and we'll have more than enough. And that little old building, some would say, oh my goodness, what good thing could come out of here? Let me tell you what I said. We're going to build a ministry center and we're going to maximize the square footage on the acreage that we have. As big as a city will let us build, we're going to build. And folks back then used to scratch their heads and say, are you serious? Are you serious? I said, yes, we are. Because I was facing that spirit of intimidation. I was facing that spirit of discouragement. I remember I got a call and they said, we got a big church here in Richmond. We need a pastor. You'll get a Cadillac DeVille, uh, 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 DeVille or whatever, Sedan DeVille. Well, every year, a dealer uh, goes to the church and he gives you a new one to drive every year. You get a clothing uh, allowance. And, you, and they was telling me all this stuff. We just need, we got a big church. We, we need, our pastor's gone. We need, we need you to come. And I prayed about it and the Lord said, what did I tell you? I said, you sent me here to establish a kingdom work. And I says, and he said, have I ever told you to leave? I said, no, sir. He said, well, then what are you even entertaining this for? I said, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. And I put the word out there so boldly that I said, don't y'all ever call me again. Whoever told you to call me, tell them don't call me again. I'm on assignment. Now I'm here in a little building that we came and pay to get the roof to stop leaking without me using my own personal credit card and not even get an AC working without using my own personal. I'm paying to preach. And they're like, are you nuts? You're paying to preach? I mean, that's pretty sad when a preacher's got to pay to preach. You know what? It's pretty sad. But nonetheless, I was on assignment. And I had to deal with these spirits I'm talking about. So I'm not just preaching a sermon to you. I've walked this thing out. And boy, that spirit of discouragement and the spirit of intimidation was coming in. But I said, no. I said, I will marry the woman that God created for me. I didn't know he had to bring her from Romania. But nonetheless, God took care of that as well. And I'm going to have three kids. I'm going to have Townsend, and I'm going to have a Morgan, and I'm going to have a Caleb. And guess what? We got the three kids, Townsend, Morgan, and a Caleb. And I said, we're going to have a, a, a ministry center that is worldwide. It's going to reach around the world. And there's going to be touching nations around the world. Look at here. And I said, we're going to maximize square footage for what the city will allow us to build. Guess what? Some people say, why aren't you sanctuary bigger in this big building? Because this was the maximum the city would let us build with the acreage we had to support in parking lot. Everything we've decreed has come to pass. I'm telling you, God's got a plan on your life as well. And the same devil is going to use the same tactics against you. Discouragement and intimidation. 
will cause you to stay down. But when you shake off your chains, the chains of fear and doubt, and you deal with the guards of discouragement and intimidation, you still got two doors ahead to deal with, okay? And the enemy wants you to see yourself closed in and limited because doors closed uh, uh, are declaring to you they can never be open. They can never be open. And you just need to settle in. This is good as it gets. I'm telling you the devil's a liar. The doors have already been unlocked. The doors have already been unlocked. You just need to have the faith to walk through them. God's got a plan for your next level. God's got a plan for your promotion. God's got a plan for you to fulfill this purpose and destiny that he has for you. And you just got to believe him. You got to believe him. Get rid of the fear. Get rid of the doubt. Face discouragement. Face intimidation. Rise up and go. And if that door's not open, that ain't the door for you. Try the door. And whenever God gives you to the door that he's open, you go through it with boldness. And even when they got through those doors, there was this huge iron gate that was headed up by the warden. He had a tower on this huge gate. From there, he would hurl insult. You're going to die here. You're doomed. You'll never get free. You don't have what it takes. And, and it was into that atmosphere that one of God's suddenlies takes place. Here this morning is time for one of God's suddenlies in your life. I'm declaring that right now. Behold, the Bible says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and the light shone into the prison. And the light shining into the darkness is the entrance of God's Word which brings hope, which brings victory, which brings direction, and which brings power. So today, if you're dealing with fear, and if you're dealing with doubt, and if you're dealing with discouragement, and you're dealing with intimidation, and you're dealing with locked doors and iron gates where you're bound and it looks like you're going nowhere, I want you to hear this message. I want you to hear it right now. I'm bringing the light of the Gospel of God to you. The Gospel can shine the light of hope, uh, the light of faith, uh, and the light of victory into your circumstance and situation. And the angel comes in the light and he tells Peter, get out! Up! Get up! I'm your voice of the angel today. You know, Revelation says that the seven churches, they have these angels of the churches, these pastors. I can be, and I'm not lowering myself to be an angel because I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and I can sing a song they can't sing, Amazing Grace, hallelujah. But let me tell you what, I'll be your angel. I'll be the one that preaches it to you today. And I'll be the sound of God here that it's time for you to get up. Don't you sit around rattling your little chains of fear and doubt and intimidation and discouragement and talking about how big they are. Let me tell you what, it's time for you to get up because when you're down, those things look much larger when you're down. But Peter, he tells Peter, you're down here, your perspective is different. you got to get up. And when Peter stands up, the guards aren't as tall as he thought they were. The discouragement is not as bad as he thought it was. The intimidation is not as bad as he thought it was. The doubt is not as bad as he thought it was. The spirit of fear ain't as big and bad as he thought it was, uh, that he realized, wait a minute, as I stand up, uh, I, th that fear don't look so big anymore. That doubt don't look so, I'm calling somebody to stand up, that in you right now, by faith, you will stand up and say, I'm not going to be bound. I'm not going to be limited. I'm not going to be held back. I'm not going to be imprisoned by this thing anymore. Because when you get up, perspective changes. They're not as big as... Let me tell you what, one day we're going to laugh, the Bible says, when we see Satan being cast into the eternal abyss. We're going to laugh and say, that is what brought fear to the nations? That? 
Let me tell you what, the devil plays the uh, Wizard of Oz game on us all the time. He's behind the curtain and he's pulling his levers and making everything sound and, and act a lot better than he really is. But greater is he who is in us than he was in the world. And if you and I would rise up in the authority and the power that God has given us, I'm telling you, we can say, if God be for me, who can be against me? It's time that we get up. It's time we get up. I'm speaking to somebody today who's been bound. I'm speaking to somebody today who's been sad. I'm speaking to somebody today where evil spirits have been controlling and manipulating your life. It's time for you in the name of Jesus to get up. It's time for you in the name of Jesus to say enough is enough. I'm going to hear the word. I'm going to heed the word and I'm going to get up and when you do, when he got up, the chains fell off. When he got up, the chains fell off. When you get up, fear and doubt are going to scream like pigs full of demons jumping in the sea. Resist the devil and he shall sidestep you? No. He shall follow you, stalk you. No! Resist the devil and he shall flee. He shall flee. Hallelujah. So you got to get up. But then the angel says, from God, from heaven to earth, the word is coming. Put your shoes on. Get ready. You got to get up. You got to get ready. We're going somewhere. I'm telling you, you're not getting up just to get up. You're not getting up just to be free of the chains. And free of the guards. God's got a purpose for you. God's got a plan for you. You got to put your shoes on. You got to put your shoes on. We're going somewhere. It's time to move. It's time to march. It's time to get out of here. It's time for you to put your walking shoes on. Come on now. You're, you're, you're going places you've never been before because you're going to fulfill purpose and destiny that you've never fulfilled before. How, I'm speaking to you today. Every one of you under the sound of my voice, I feel the Spirit of the Lord said, this word is for you. Hallelujah. And He wants you to go with confidence because His angel is be going before you. It's time to move forward. Get up, get ready, and get going. It's time to get going. Hallelujah. The chains fell off when he got up because he put his shoes on. And when he put his shoes on, next thing you know, the second miracle, the, the guards are gone. I don't know if they fell out in the spirit. I don't know if they dissipated. I don't know what happened to them, but they are no longer a factor. This reminds me of a story the Bible talks about for a man for 38 years is bound. For 38 years, the enemy wins. For 38 years, someone has to place him by the pool, hoping that when the angel stirred the water, somebody could help him get in. For 38 miserable long years. And Jesus came up to him. And the question Jesus asked him, in a way, you would think is insensitive. Jesus, what are you doing? But I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize Jesus. I'm going to learn from Jesus. And Jesus walks up to him and says, you know, what, you know, do you want to be well? Well, why do you think I'm here? Duh. No. Do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? And then he comes up with an excuse. Well, yeah, well, nobody, I've been here. Nobody's helping me. Get in the water. What did Jesus tell him? Get up! Get up! Take up that bed. That bed has been your slave, that master for too long, and you've been a slave to it. Get up! 
Take it up. That which has controlled you, you now control. Get up and let's take it home. He said, I got to put shoes on, got to walk, got to go home. Hallelujah. You got to get up. You got to get ready. You got to get going. Did the man have the ability to heal himself? No. But the power of God was present to heal. All he had to do is respond to the Word. Respond to the Word. The, pre- the power of God's Word is here today to pro- promote you and to catapult you into what God has created for you. But you've got to heed the Word of God and God's Word is shining light into your darkness, shining light into your chains, shining light into your prison guards, Shining light into your fear and your doubt and intimidation and fear that he has put on you and discouragement and telling you in the midst of it all, get up, get up, hallelujah, put your shoes on. We're going somewhere. We're going to the next level. I'm telling you, it's time to get up and start going to church. Get up and start praising God. Get up and start believing God. Get up, put your shoes on, put your shoes on. Say, I'm not going to live here anymore. Doubt and fear behind me discouragement intimidation behind me I'm telling you I'm going forward in the name of Jesus then the angel tells him put on your coat put on your garment oh does that not ring a bell in Isaiah 61 and 3 God says what put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness you dealing with a spirit dealing with a demonic spirit that's weighing you down Dealing with a demonic spirit that's intimidating you. Dealing with a demonic spirit that is discouraging you. Dealing with that demonic spirit of fear and doubt that is binding you. You got to put on the garment of praise. You got to not, didn't say feel like it. Didn't say the music's just right. Didn't say got my goosebump. I can now enter in. In the midst of your chained, prisoned, darkened, bound place where there's heaviness. You come in here and you're under heaviness and say, oh, if they could just work me up a little, get my adrenaline flowing, then maybe I can enter in. You got the whole thing backwards. You got to realize that you have been given authority and you have been given power and you have been given a divine anointing that you can activate. You can activate by faith that when you don't feel like it, you can activate it. That really and truly that's when you activate it because faith works without seeing, without the manifestation. I know the spirit of heaviness is going to go if I'll put on the garment of praise. So while I'm in pain, I'm going to praise you. While I'm bound, I'm going to praise you. While I got threatening features beside me, I'm going to praise you. While I got circumstances that I don't know how they're going to work out, I'm going to praise you because you are worthy. You are worthy, my God, of all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. I ascribe thanksgiving and I ascribe power and I ascribe majesty unto you. Hallelujah. For you are my King. You are my God. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are my justifier. You are my righteousness. You are my God. I will praise you in the midst of the darkness. I will praise you in the midst of the prison. I will praise you in the midst of the pain. I will praise you when I don't know how it's going to work out. I know how. You, I know you're the how of going to make it happen. Hallelujah. Get up. Get ready. And get going. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness has to go. It has to go. 
It has to go when you put on the garment of praise. Somebody got to learn how to put on the garment of praise. Somebody got to learn how to put on, put on, put on the garment of praise. No, wait till you, I'm telling you, if you are so fleshly that you got to have your flesh stirred before you can even think about being the spirit, you got to say, no, no, no. God's kingdom works different. I sing and shout the way I do because of where God's taken me, not because of where he's brought me from. I do thank him for that, but I'm not going to be limited by that. He's got greater. He's got more. He's put me here with purpose and destiny, and I'm going to do it. Get up, get ready. And get going. And in Isaiah 61, that verse, latter part, he says, if you will do this, you will be an oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. You'll be called that. This is what people will say. Wow, look at her life. Wow, look at his life. They're an oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his favor. Look at the favor of God all over their life. Look at the favor of God all over their life. Look at the favor of God all over their family. Look at the favor of God all over their business. Look at the favor of God all over their children. Look at the favor of God all over their friends. Look at the favor of God, even on their neighborhood. They are an oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His favor. Hallelujah. How did we get that verse? Because somebody said, I'm going to put on the garment of praise whether I feel like it or not because I'm dealing with a spirit of heaviness. I'm dealing with intimidation. I'm dealing with discouragement. I'm dealing with fear. I'm dealing with doubt. I'm dealing with every lie hell that is trying to hold me back and in the midst of it I'm going to get up and I'm going to put my shoes on. The gospel of peace. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. Wherever the soles of my feet shall tread I usher in the kingdom of God. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. You need nothing broken. Nothing missing in your house. Let me come into your house because everywhere the soles of my feet shall tread I establish the kingdom of God. I can go knock on the door. They open the door. I say peace of God into this house. And if they don't receive it, I'm the walk away and, and I'm the dust. Uh, the, take the dust off of my feet uh, and go to the next place uh, because I'm ushering in the kingdom. I'm ushering in the power. I'm ushering in the glory. This is who you are. This is who I am. Put your shoes on. Get up. Get up. Put your shoes on. And don't stand there with a sad face. And don't stand there crying about the spilt milk of the past. Uh, it's time to put on the garment of praise uh, and say, I'm going forward. For me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. I'm going forward. I'm advancing His kingdom. I'm going forward. I'm carrying the message of hope. I'm going forward. And the light is shown into my life and I'm going to shine the light of the gospel into somebody else's life. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Now, now, this part of it really encourages me. It may not you, but it does me. That the Bible reveals that the whole time Simon Peter thought he was dreaming. He thought he was having a vision. He didn't know if it was real or not. He's like, this is too much like a vision, too much like a dream. So that lets me know it wasn't great faith that ushered in his great deliverance and these great miracles. It was his simple obedience to the revelation he received. Now somebody, that frees you up right there. Because that spirit of discouragement will tell you until you get the great faith, you can't see great things from God. The devil is a liar. I like saying that. The devil is a liar. 
I like saying that. The devil is a liar. Here, Peter didn't even know. Is this real? Am I dreaming? But I'm going to obey. If it's a dream, I'm going to obey in my dreams. Learn to obey the Lord in your dreams because it may not be a dream. It may be reality. Amen? Simple obedience to the revelation he received. With a little faith, chains fell off. With little faith, these guards disappeared. With little faith, prison doors were unlocked. With a little faith, the large iron gate that could not be moved by man was lifted up without the hand of a man. It was like it had a motion detector and a garage door opener. It had a great iron gate opener on it. I don't know what the horsepower it took, but the Holy Spirit provided the horsepower needed. And the gate just lifted up with a little faith. All it took was his response to the light of the gospel and the instruction from the angel. I bring you the light of the gospel message this morning. And let it shine right now into your circumstance. Let it shine into any prison that you're in, any chains that are on you. And as the angel of the Lord in a pastor's standing from the scripture, I give you the proclamation of the word. Instruction from the angel, light of the gospel. Get up, put your shoes on, put on your garment, and let's get walking. Get up, get ready, get going. And when you do that, you'll get free. You'll get free. You'll get free. You'll get free. Hallelujah. I declare unto you this day, the chains are falling off. I declare unto you right now, the chains are falling off. Fear falling off. Doubt falling off. The guards of intimidation falling out. The guards of discouragement falling out. Falling out. Falling off. The locks on the doors falling open. Falling out. Falling open. Falling free. I declare unto you the iron gate is moving. So heed the word of the Lord. Amen. Get up. Get up. If you receive this for you today in any aspect, I want you to symbolize it right now. I want you to get up. Get up. Get up. Get ready. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. You're not going into this week like you went into last week. You're not going into this remainder of the year like you went into the remainder of last year. Get up. Put your shoes on. Put on your garment of praise. Come on, it's time that we learn to praise God in the midst of our pain. We learn to praise God in the midst of the dark hour. We learn to praise God whether we're in a prison cell like Paul and Silas, uh, knowing that the hand of God uh, is going to bring us suddenly, going to bring a rescue, uh, going to bring a shaking uh, in our lives. Hallelujah. It's time that we put on the garment of praise. Uh, I'm telling you, God uh, said He would move in. Uh, he would have uh, be ushered in uh, where there are praises. He inhabits the praises of His 
people. You can pull in the presence of God. You can pull in the power of God with your praise right now. I don't know about you, but I'm going to use my lips to pull in the power of God, to pull in the suddenly of God, to pull in the anointing of God. Hallelujah! Because God inhabits the praises of His people. Put on your garment! It's time to get going and move into your freedom. Somebody's going to get free right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to see it by your demeanor. You're going to feel it. You're going to know it. Hallelujah. The chains are off. The chains are off. The guards are gone. The doors are unlocked. The iron gate is open. All you got to do is get up. Get ready. Get going. And get free. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for freedom. For he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh God, I thank you for freedom. Freedom over this house. Freedom over these families. Freedom over these individuals. Freedom over these businesses. Freedom over these ministries. Freedom. 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 In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh God, we're going to get up. We're going to get ready. We're going to get going. And we're going to get free. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We magnify you. Lord, let's put on our garment of praise. God, we praise you in this house. Somebody needs to just be free to walk around. We praise you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Somebody knows you got freedom. You can run. You can actually run. Hallelujah. You can run in your freedom. Hallelujah. Like a, a deer. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Come on, let a praise. Let a garment of praise. Let a garment of praise. Come on. Lift it up. Praise your God for your, His power. Praise your God for His great love. Praise God for His freedom. Praise God for His presence. Come on, lift up your voices. Get it up, get it up, get it up, get it up. Hallelujah. He's worthy, 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 worthy to receive all the glory, to receive all the honor, to receive all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, put it on. Put it on. If somebody needs help getting their arm in their garment of praise, go ahead and help them out. Go ahead and help them out. Say, yeah, yeah, can I hold your coat for you? Can I hold your Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory, glory. Oh, church, if you could see the power of heaven that you bring into earth when you praise God, you want to want to praise Him with such resolve, with such passion, with such intensity that man could not stop you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. You're worthy, 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 worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Pray, intercessors, if you guys would come. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would come, my prayer ministers, make yourself available. If you need prayer, I want you to come right now. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Don't you go out of here and, and spend an eternity in hell. That's not God's plan for you. 
Part of His purpose and destiny for you is for you to be delivered, for you to be saved, for your name to be written in the Lamb's book of life, for you to have a relationship restored with Him. So if you need to be saved, come on up. If you need to be delivered of anything, come on up. If you've been dealing with discouragement and intimidation, the devil's been fighting you, and you need somebody to stand in agreement with you, come on up. Don't wait. I'm talking. Come on up. Don't. You're not, you're not being disrespectful to move right now. You're being disrespectful if you don't move right now. Come on up. Come on up. These men and women here, prayer ministers, want to pray with you, stand in agreement with you to see the supernatural manifest of heaven on earth to the glory of God, to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need prayer? Come on. Father, we thank you. We thank you. You're ministering in a mighty way now. If there's anybody here, Lord God, that needs prayer, Lord, I just pray by your spirit you would just give them the courage to get up. Give them the courage to put their shoes on. Give them the courage to walk on up to this aisle right now and have one of these prayer ministers partner with them in a prayer of agreement. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're tired of being in that prison, if you're tired of being chained, if you're tired of intimidation and discouragement, and you're tired of locked doors, and you're tired of what seemingly are iron gates, get up. Get up, put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Put on your garment. And start moving. Come on, move to this aisle. Move up to this altar. Let this be your first step of faith. Let this be your first simple step of obedience to the revelation of God's Word. Come on up. Come on up. Let there be a time of prayer, a time of impartation, and a time of deliverance in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Father God, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for their lives. I thank you, Lord God, that they're here today uh, by television, by radio, by internet. Lord God, I thank you that they're here today in person, Lord, to hear the teaching of your word. Lord, I pray that your word would be the seed that would be planted in the good soil of their hearts. Lord God, seal this word on their hearts so the enemy can't steal it. Lord God, that they will walk it out this week. They will talk it out this week. They will live it, Lord God, as a limited demonstration unto you, Lord God. So, Lord God, we pray your favor, your blessings, your protection, your anointing upon each and every one as we now go into this week that you've created for us that we could fulfill the purpose and the destiny that we have this week. To you be the glory, to you be the honor, and to you be the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Amen.